Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jesus McDonald Experience. If you haven't subscribed to the show yet, you can subscribe on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or Spotify. We are going to be providing you with valuable content around entrepreneurship, business, and marketing. We will also be doing interviews with professionals in the industry that are real and unedited, so make sure you subscribe now. And lastly, enjoy the show. Hey guys, it's Asus McDonald here. Thanks for tuning into the show. If you haven't yet, subscribe because we are going to push out valuable content, as you guys know, around business marketing and around entrepreneurship. Today, my special guest is Camille Trent. Camille, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, for those who don't know Camille, Camille Trent is the managing editor at Marketer Hire a copywriter and marketing nerd. She's passionate about helping freelancers and creatives recognize their value and get the knowledge they need to win long-term. When she's not writing, she's hanging out with her pup and two favorite redheads, (laughs) or she's trying to coach the Portland Trailblazers to victory from her couch. Unsuccessfully. (laughs) Unsuccessfully. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about Portland Trailblazers, you know? So I, so one thing for those that are listening um, or viewing this, depending where you guys want to do is I've met Camille through LinkedIn and I've just been following her content, which is awesome. If you haven't, you guys definitely should check it out. And one of the things is what I liked is what she was, a, you know, a Texan. And I was like, Oh, I'm from San Antonio, born and raised. I'm now in San Jose, Silicon Valley area. And I love her style of writing. And it's really engaging in what she writes on LinkedIn. So I reached out to her, but I did not know you were a trailblazer fan. Or you wouldn't have reached out, right? Or I wouldn't have reached out. How did that happen? (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah, so I'm from Portland. So that's how that happened. Um, You know, like uh, I I went to some games growing up. My dad and his brothers all kind of lived in the same area and they split tickets like that. You know, they would Mm. they would all split season tickets. And so every once in a while we'd get a get a take a trip up to Portland, go to games. Um, Mm. So I'm not sure like what you're salty about. Maybe it's like the L.A. I mean, I, I liked uh, I liked Aldridge. Um, I liked him less, like when he was like, I'm too good for you guys and left. And but, then he came um, to us because he said, I really want to win championships. So I'm going to go to San Antonio. Pretty much. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. But um, but then you have like have Dame that's just like saying all the right things. He's like, I'm going to be here forever. I'm going to die. I'm going to die here. Um, he's good. He's, he's good. underrated. He's, he's super underrated. He may never win a championship, but, you know, he'll always be like my favorite player probably like all of Oregon's favorite person um yeah everyone seems to like him you know like all the players seem to like him as well uh everything I hear is he's like a great leader too so he just hasn't ever had uh, he's just always been like the most talented besides like LA he's always been like the most talented on on the team you know and so yeah it's just not having like anyone else every once in a while like cj cj's just as good right um right. he's different CJ's like it's sick, and it's though. really fun i mean it's really really fun like r- regardless like when we're healthy which is not now <laughs> it, it it is really fun um it's it's fun and frustrating because you know like the, the perfect like 
a regular season team and mm. then like just not ever built for the playoffs you know it's just like never... they burn out they just burn out I, yeah they burn out but they they just also never had like a um deep defensive players you know like they've mm. never had like yeah, you need that any... <laughs> especially a deep bench you need a deep bench to yeah, go far in the yeah, playoffs haven't ever had like a, a deep a deep bench or like veterans we haven't had like a lot of like really quality like veterans in a while yeah. and then like our centers always break um like we always mm. we always uh have sort of like fragile <laughs> fragile centers um well you never know there's still hope <laughs> yeah, still yeah hope. i mean I, interesting yeah. fact i didn't even know uh damien uh was also a rapper like that i found out yeah i thought it was a joke for like a commercial but then i started hearing more about it and i'm like wow this is actually real i'm like i wonder how much he gets from his side hustle unless it's a full-time gig (laughs) yeah no i think between his his hulu sponsorships and uh yeah him being like yeah one of the one of the better played nba player better paid nba players and uh yeah and his like rapping career i think he's doing doing all yeah. right for himself and this is not a sponsorship guys we are not promoting anything about damien <laughs> or hulu yeah yeah um, but, uh, sorry about that a couple no points. no so let's switch gears here i want to ask you some questions what inspired you to choose a career in copywriting like why not a different career path like social media marketing or PPC and SEO, right? Yeah. Um, well, I think I think part of it was pure ignorance, right? Like I, I came into I came into college, um, or actually right before I came into college, I met with a counselor, and they were like, you know, what do you want to do? And I said, I don't know, but I but I like art and I like writing and I like business. Like those are the yeah. those are the words that I gave her to work with, and um. And going more into that, like I was never super, I knew that I wasn't super detail oriented, um, especially with design and with art, like my sisters are, like I have a couple of sisters um, who who are really talented in that department. And I liked the concepts, right? Like I liked coming up with the idea and like the concepts and like the deeper meaning. Um, so I liked that about art class. Um, with writing, I like was writing songs like in, um, in high school. And then aside from that, yeah, uh, mostly like goofy songs. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but I was, I was, you know, learning guitar, like played piano growing up. And so, um, so that was a good, like creative outlet for me. And then I, I, yeah, I always liked English the best, like, um, and I think this is an important thing is kind of like finding something that you're really good at. Um, but, also something that you're you're passionate enough about and so um so for me like even though uh there were like signals all through going growing up that I was better at math like I always scored better in math which is hilarious because I'm I'm terrible at it now (laughs) but um but you know but I always liked uh English better um and so um pretty much I always liked it better and so um you know so I'd spend more time with it and and I had kind of writing as a as a creative outlet and was still very like rough then um like I think my English teacher told me that my best piece of writing and he was like surprised by it um (laughs) he was like wow this is really good um and it was like a stream of consciousness like (laughs) paper so it's like if that's any indication of like what like where I was like at that point you know it was like the best thing that I wrote was stream of consciousness so um 
So anyway, so that that's kind of some background. And then the business side of things, like I think I just liked the idea of, you know, of being an entrepreneur someday or starting my own business. And I did little things like selling caramels, <laughs> uh, you know, like to some people at our church. And then um, I don't know, we just, uh, we lived kind of like in the middle of the woods. And so we would kind of like, make up games like one day I was like we're gonna have an arcade and you're gonna pay with like tickets and that's what we're gonna do today (laughs) Uh, because I was the oldest and so we do that and then we do some like music videos you know like fake commercials and things like that so so very like creative I think out of like necessity um Mm -hmm. uh because uh because we were just kind of like out in the woods I could still see friends and stuff and and did that but it was um it wasn't like a next door neighbor type thing so so that's kind of some background. And then I, I get into college, they ask what I, you know, what I like to do and sort of point me in the direction of advertising. They're like, oh, okay, well, creativity, but also kind of business, like advertising's like, right, you know, that intersection. And I was like, oh, like, I love commercials. Like, I, I just want to like, write jingles, you know, all day. Maybe that's what I can do. Like, and I can be like, commercials uh, in the woods already. So what? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like... I'm already doing it. You know, <laughs> I can hopefully have a little bit more budget for the production. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and really go places with that. And so um, so anyways, yeah, so I'm thinking like Mad Men or like Hugh, Hugh Grant from About a Boy, like that's what I'm going to do. Um, and uh, so I so I do like I, um, you know, apply for the or apply for the advertising program. And then within that, it was actually pretty well defined. Like we had, you know, people and professors that were from mm. from Ogilvy or like are from these, you know, big ad agencies and a lot of the yeah. like alumni had gone there. So so that was helpful. Um and from there, like you could apply to the creative track, like you could apply to copywriting or you could apply to design. And so that was sort of a crossroads for me because something I don't talk about very often is I almost did account planning, which is um, which is kind of like an old fashioned term now, but it's essentially like the, the role within a big advertising agency that really understands the customer, like whose job is to like do all of the, uh, the research and like really understand like the customer and make like a strategic brief, um, that they can present to the creative team. That's like, Hey, this is kind of like the ballpark that we want to play in. Like, this is sort of the big idea, um, based on the insights that we got from the customer. Now let's turn it into something cool. (laughs) So that's, you know, that's not like a very basic level, um, what account planning is. And so, uh, I was a, a research TA, so almost almost nobody in my program liked data. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like liked uh, like the research, like yeah. analytical side. Market you know, they're research type stuff. Yeah. yeah, they're like, this is boring. This is stupid. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I was like, really, like guys, this is kind of fun. And um, so that was like one like clue to me of like, you know, I'm sort of opportunistic, and that like, where are other people not? playing like where are people not uh where the open opportunities and so um so that was kind of interesting to me is that I was like oh I I like this and nobody else does and I think it's important um and so um so as my minor like I actually did sociology but again it was one of those programs where like people didn't seem to care so much about like the research side like they liked kind of the um well, the sociology side, like the, the, uh, 
um, psychology and like sociology, um, like learning like people and kind of like the the concepts. And I liked all of that too, but I kind of wanted to get some hard skills like out of college too. And I knew that my right. degree was kind of like more of a soft degree. And so, so I learned a couple of programs that were like SPSS and, uh, and SAS, which are more academic programs, but they're just like statistical analysis mm. programs and like basic things like p-value and, uh, you know, running like ANOVAs and t-tests. And so all of this to say that like, I would, uh, I would help students as a TA, I would like yeah. help students put together surveys. Um, and then we would be able to break down that data, um, you know, by, by comparing like two different two different questions, like the answer to two different questions and like, um, and it's kind of making sense out of data. And so, so that part was fun. And basically I could have gone two different roads. And then I think it was, it was partly because I, I felt like I was a little bit more creative than analytical. Um, and now I'm realizing it's probably like a lot more. Um, so it was probably the right, the right path, but, um, but I also th think I chose it because it was more competitive, <laughs> like just just like flat out <laughs> uh, because you had to apply to that program. And I yeah. was like, I just want to apply to see if I could get in. You know what I mean? I was like, I just want to see if I could do it. So, totally. Um, yeah. So I was like, I, I wish there was like a more um, confident answer that I could give you of like, you know, I saw the writing on the wall. I saw this like shooting star and then I knew I had to do this, but it was yeah. more just, um, I like the experimenting though. I mean, you did a lot of experimenting, even yeah. when you're talking about, um, you know, different softwares that you used in college. Um, and it was all around, you know, human behaviors. Right. And even now in marketing, it's still about human behaviors psychology, right? What are tension grabbers? What's going to hook them? Everything's around marketing. So it's cool. I, I, I was laughing in my head too, because when you were talking about at earlier age, you used to, you know, write songs, right? So I was thinking about writing lyrics for Dame Dollar, you know? So that's where yeah, I, <laughs> I should, um, you know, he, he does like a four bar Friday that I'm always like, maybe I've I heard about that. that. <laughs> you should go, I mean, go look you at his send me Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, I'll cross post it on uh, on Instagram and LinkedIn. We'll see what happens. That's awesome. <laughs> um, no, I don't know if I'm I'm to that level. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, you know, it's really weird looking back at it. I was thinking about it right before this interview. Um, I was like, I was like, I, I guess I was like trying to be a marketer without totally realizing like. Mm. I don't know how it all fits together. Um, I've, I've thought about this multiple times since, but, um, you know, I didn't necessarily think too much about going into business school, like at least not at the beginning. Um, and I, I kind of, there's sometimes that I wish that I had to learn things like Excel. That's really it. <laughs> like, I like to learn like Excel well would have been nice, but, um, but everything else, like, I think that you, I, I, was able to like create myself like by kind of piecing together my degree the way that I did and then you know you just learn on the job too right and totally. so yeah. and so I think even in college like I I mean we got to work on real accounts for for like Habitat for Humanity and like Taco Bell like like real accounts nice. and so yeah um, so I think having that mindset of like a, a sociologist, um, of like, how do people behave like as a group? Um, and then, you know, people say psychology a lot too, which I didn't delve as much into, but, you know, like on the personal side, um, how, how are we thinking through things? Um, but I remember when I would work on projects, like I would try to like 
buy the product or like interact with the product in some way you know to try and like yeah. learn like by by osmosis um or just like learn just think like the customer like i always say like method marketing right um like the idea of like method acting like you have to like, sort of get into the groove of it yeah for websites we call that user testing you gotta go through the user experience and like test multiple things on the website see issues that come up and fix them so yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Like it's, example. it's also a lot of experimenting, which is great, right? Because what you did was a lot of experimenting to it wasn't like it was just dropped on your lap. And it was like, great, I'm going to be a copywriter. Like you had to experiment, like you were mentioning, I wasn't even noticing that I was trying to be a marketer <laughs> in the moment. But I think that's the thing that helps people find their passion is experiment. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, there's there's kind of like two ways to go about it. And I, I wouldn't say there's like a right or wrong way, but you know, a lot of people say to like start broad because of that reason and then kind of like niche down, like once you, once you know what you like. Um, right. And then I feel like in a lot of ways that I did the opposite, right. Where, I mean, in college, I guess I, I did learn, you know, various like skills. I just didn't know how to put them together mm. um, or, or know how they were all connected really. Yeah. But, um, but ultimately like it was actually pretty specific in that, um, my degree was like meant for a specific role, right? It's like, you're going to go into this role and right. it's actually, and it should be at like a, a large creative agency. Like it was very like tailored in that way. That makes sense. Um, and then from there, like, I mean, what I've said is that I started out as a copywriter and then after like five years, I like learned what, what that had to do with marketing, <laughs> like what any of that had to do with marketing, which is kind of true because the first three years I probably, I just, was doing like the creation. I was like never thinking about, like I was just creating assets essentially. Mm. Um, some of them, some of it went into like, you know, exper experiential type things and events. Um, but a lot of it was just like straight up the tech, like here is the text, you know, or here is right. the website. Um, and never having to worry about distributing that content or worrying about people seeing that content because we would give it to a director of marketing or like a product marketer um, or right. manager and they would do something with it I think you know and so um so that was a little bit frustrating to me because I didn't see like the, the fruits of, of my labor you didn't really see the whole the whole thing yeah like you don't and and I've, I've realized kind of since then that like it should be a loop right <laughs> like you should deliver something you should learn from it and then you mm -hmm. should do it better right like or you should know what type of content to go from there like it should be a feedback right. loop and um, without that, like, I just think it's a little bit more inefficient. Um, hmm. And you're right. And I, and I think, you know, it works for it works for some people. But for me, like, I kind of want to, like, be a little bit deeper, like, in it um, and seeing, like, what happens. And then right. how can we tweak that a little bit to make it better the next time? <laughs> and so, um, so you're yeah. totally right, though, because I, I think a lot of marketing professionals, um, like they want that. They only know, hey, this is my little piece of the pie. I don't know how this affects sales. I don't know how this affects the sales team. I don't know how this affects our bottom line. Like, I don't know how this affects the company as a whole. And am I really making an impact on the company or am I just knocking out tasks, right? So I do think a lot of companies and it starts with leadership top down needs to include marketing more in their meetings and 
help educate marketing professionals and vice versa on what the whole picture looks like, right? What are our quarterly sales goals, right? Like, I think marketing professionals should be in those meetings because we're all looking to achieve that at the end of the day, right? I mean, we're all working as if it's our own company in some way, shape or form. Um, I did have another question. So as I was looking at your LinkedIn profile, you know, you did mention about when you worked um, as a freelancer and for employers. So you had your own company for some time and then you work for employers. What are some valuable things that you learned as a freelancer that carried over into your current position? Yeah. So, so I, uh, I think it's communication that was, that was like the number one thing, right? Like if you can communicate well um, and you have to right in, in, in the freelance world. And that was essentially like my business was freelance, freelance copywriting and some consulting. And so, yeah. So if you can communicate um, and in kind of like two or three different areas where communicate what like the value of you just to start out with like so basically do your own mini marketing like for you know for yourself um to be able to attract and kind of like close clients that way um and then like the day-to-day communication of you know here's what i'm doing here's when i'm gonna deliver it um you know and then like the final delivery maybe too if that's if that's a presentation or um or you know if there's feedback that comes from that like being able to to communicate and collaborate, which is, I think, also something that I learned in the agency world um, and and in-house um, to some degree, like learned how to work with different departments or different personality types. And so um, so once you're kind of forced to, to over-communicate, uh, which you are when you're working like remotely, uh, for one, and then when you're working as a, uh, as a contractor, right? Um, so that's kind of like the main thing I think that that carried over into like into what I'm doing now, um, which is also remote, like everyone on the team is remote. And, uh, and now and literally everybody is working remote now. And so that was um, sort of not fortunate, but that was, um, I'm glad that I developed that skill earlier on. Um, And so so that's one thing. And then I think the other thing with sort of having my own side businesses, um, essentially, was just, you know, learning sort of business, right? Like uh, thinking about finance a little bit uh, and thinking about um, just the whole thing, like as uh, as one, like instead of like, I'm just a cog in the machine. It's kind of like you said, right? Like learn who to talk to, like learn right. when to talk to sales, like when to talk to um, uh, the C-suite, uh, when to talk to like operations and stuff. Right. So I had worked with, um, with a COO, like directly under him for, for about a year. And that was really helpful just to see things like through his eyes and like anticipate the types of questions that he would ask. And so, so yeah, I think that the collection of different experiences, um, has Mm -hmm. just helped me work with different, different types of people. So, um, mainly different roles, right? Like what does the product marketer care about? What does the operations person care about? What does the CEO care about? So. Yeah, yeah. I personally love um, professionals that have used to be a freelancer or run their own business. And then for certain reasons, you know, go back to corporate and I'm the ones like, okay, I need to hire them. um, If, if I wasn't running my own business. Right. And 
one of the things that I've seen, and I, I call it more of a, I don't know, personality or character, uh, which makes you a great asset to any company you work for is there's a sense of ownership that you carry because you had to learn that when you ran your own company or when you're a freelancer. So there's ownership, there's customer service, there's support, there's all this stuff where you know relationally how to go above and beyond for the customer. So there's that on top of what you just said about communication. So to me, I'm like, yeah, they're going to treat my money like it's their money. I trust that. And I don't have to micromanage. I don't even want to micromanage. <laughs> but I'm just saying like that is valuable um, for anyone um, that comes from that kind of background. So I appreciate you share that because there's a valuable points that you made. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you can, I think you can either get it by, by freelancing, starting your own business or, or just working in a small business because like a really small business is not going to give you very much budget. And so, yeah. you know, so you, or they're going to say that they're going to just say, you know, if this was your money, um, which I've been asked before, uh, would you spend it on this? And so once you start thinking about things that way, you, it can be a good and bad thing. Cause you can be like X too hesitant, you know, uh, to, right. to spend, but I think in general, it's a good thing. Now, did you ever feel disadvantaged in your advancement as a woman? So this is, this is a good question. I think, uh, I think the main thing for me was not always asking what I wanted, you know, like not always asking for, uh, what I wanted. Um, and it's sort of, um, it, it might have to do with being a woman, but I think it's also just a personality thing of like, I kind of wanted to, to earn it, um, or like mm -hmm. feel like I, I was earning it and like always kind of had imposter syndrome that way. Um, but there was kind of, um, there was a couple turning points that, that were really helpful for me. So, so one was, um, you know, in the first agency, um, yeah, at one of the first agencies that I worked in, uh, a friend had told me, uh, a friend who also worked at an agency had told me about, you know, being promised like this position for like years and years and years that she was going to, to get like creative director. Um, and then it never happened. And she kind of like saw the writing on the world wall of like, I've been promised this for a long time. Yeah, It's not actually happening. And so you know, and so she, she left, but she's kind of like regretted staying as long as she did. And so, um, you know, and so kind of like, I, that was really early in my career. That was like two years in or something. And this was, um, you know, someone, a mentor of mine that I looked up to. And so, you know, just kind of knowing that that, that was like the reality in some cases of, um, that some bosses might like take advantage of, of the fact that, you know, she's just going to like keep hanging on until, um, forever, uh, or like, or she would just quit. Um, and then also like not getting like the raises that she deserved in the meantime. And I was kind of hoping, um, that she would, yeah. she would kind of phase out or, you know, that, that she just wouldn't put up a fight. And, um, so I think like her sharing that which is sort of really personal, um, was helpful for me. And then, um, I, I interviewed at a place, um, where they had me do a test project and, uh, that's kind of a controversial subject, right? Um, like there's a lot of different posts on whether or not test projects are okay. Yeah. My, my thought on it is that, uh, I think they should, I think they should all be, all be paid. Like, um, 
uh, for the most part, but if it's a, if it's a short project, like if it's, um, more of a thinky project, um, and not really an execution project, um, it's kind of the same as an interview, right? Like that's, you would ask questions in an interview. And so, so I'm actually like kind of pro project in general. I think it helps both sides. Um, but for this particular one, it was like a short execution project. I did not get paid for it, but I'm glad that I did it because in the interview, um, you know, they asked what my salary expectation was. I told them, and they're like, well, we don't have the budget for that, for this position. You know, would you be okay taking less? And I said, no, because I had, I already had a job that was, that was okay. I just, you know, this one was, was a little bit better. And so, um, so I did this test project and, you know, and did well on it. And so that gives you negotiation power, you know? Um, and so, and I didn't have to do anything. I just turned in the work and then they said, oh, you know, actually like we found the money, <laughs> uh, you know, like we can actually pay you that much. And so, you know, so that was a good lesson. And also early on, this was probably again, like two, two and a half like years into, into my career of, oh, like, you know, when you can prove, uh, <laughs> when you can prove it or when you can like up, have have leverage up your value in some way um yeah. then then that kind of like takes away the negotiation not that you don't have to do any negotiation um but but you know i'd rather just like prove it in general and that's um that's kind of like one one way to do it so that's why i'm i'm kind of pro test uh, test projects um and then then too like just experimenting kind of more like we we're talking about experimenting in public um and um you know, doing your work in public. And so, you know, so that's why it's part, part of the reason, like why, you know, I started posting on social and kind of like sharing, sharing what I know. And I think it's for two reasons is that you can share what you know, and then other people know that you know stuff. Um, and, uh, and even though I wasn't, I was looking for a job at the time, like that is, is, is partly how I got this job. And so, um, so sometimes it opens up opportunities you don't know you want. And then, and then there's just the iterative process, right? Where you put something out there, you see how it's received and it's a feedback loop and you take that information and your next thing is better, um, hopefully, or, or it's worse <laughs> and you learn something more from that. And yeah. so, so that's kind of like a long, uh, a long answer in that um, I, I don't know specifically, um, I, but I, I, I don't feel like in my, in, in, with the jobs that I've had that like, I have been like, taken advantage of um i think i think in general like the advertising agency model is kind of broken and that writers like we're always like the worst paid um and that mm -hmm. seems to be across the board when i've like talked to talked to people about it um and i'm excited to see that that sort of change like people realize the value of writing and copywriting right. um and so you know so i so i do i do know that like that was underpaid like um uh at first but i can't i can't know specifically um you know if it's how much how much i made compared to yeah, yeah. Um, compared to like the the men that i worked with <laughs> and that's the yeah. thing is with uh without looking too much into like salary reports like i never i never truly know yeah, but athletics. i think that <laughs> yeah it's 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 rough and so i i can't totally tell you but um i think i think yeah the more that you can just work in public um uh talk to other women and like mm. to just talk to other professionals and 
um, and learn about like negotiating and what things to negotiate for and right. what's the most important thing to you. Like, I will say that um, at all of the, the last like few companies that I worked for, um, especially when I was starting to freelance, um, I, I always asked, you know, like, is there flexibility here? Can I work from home? Can I work from home a few days a week? So that was always something that like came into the conversation and the reason that I didn't take a lot of jobs uh, because I just didn't see the point of commuting. <laughs> and a lot of like the Houston jobs that I didn't take were because I was not going to spend three hours a day in, in the car. And that's a whole conversation mm. there, but I'm just right. very pro remote work. Um, and that's what our, what our company is and like promotes. And so yeah, that's, that's awesome. partly why I'm here. Yeah. I mean, all we need is a laptop and a mobile phone. <laughs> that's all we need. Yeah. It turns out we all work right. pretty well. Uh, it's like, why do you house. need me in the office? Oh, to watch over me. Got it. <laughs> now, I appreciate you sharing. And yeah, everyone has a story. Some people um, haven't been affected by being taken advantage um, or aware or anything like that. So just thought I asked, since it is a hot topic, right? And another thing that I've been seeing on LinkedIn recently, people are asking for recommendations on books around copywriting. What are some good books um, to read? Great recommendations. I wanted to ask, what are the top three books you are reading on copywriting? Yeah, yeah. So um, to be to be totally honest with you, I haven't read a book specifically on copywriting in a while. <laughs> like, I feel like after after a certain point, I mean, I, I should and, and I could go back and I actually did ask my parents to give me uh, a breakthrough advertising. So that was like one that I haven't mm. read yet. Um, so that one uh, is in the queue. <laughs> gotcha. um, so that but but books that I read in college that were helpful that and memorable. Um, a couple that stand out were made to stick. That was mm. a good, good one. just around Thanks. the idea of like sticky ideas, you know, sticky concepts. I think that's like a core principle to, to copywriting. Um, so that one's, that one's good. And then, Hey, Whipple squeeze, squeeze this. Like you've, you've heard or squeeze that, squeeze this. <laughs> uh, that yeah. one is, uh, is thrown around a lot and that one is pretty good. Uh, I, I do. I don't know if I remember it just because the title, but um, but I did read that. It one is catchy. <laughs> uh, it's almost like a copywriter wrote it. Strange. Um, and then uh, third one. So the, the other ones I was going to bring up is that there's a few like courses that uh, that I can plug that I think are. Yeah, are yeah. Because I think um, people are want to learn how to up their game on copywriting. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm saying is that I think I think books are helpful um, and I think doing it is more helpful. Right. Um, and so but you need to like, you know, be inputting stuff to to output. Right. So um, so I found uh, Eddie's Eddie's course um, pretty helpful um, on copywriting. So very, very good copy. Plus, I guess this is his uh, uh, Patreon. And so mm -hmm. I'd recommend that he's he's been doing it for a long time and, and knows what he's doing. I've had a couple conversations with him. So nice. um, I like what he's, what he's building there. And then um, Joanna Weeb. Uh, it's another like name that is um, talked about a lot. And so I, I finally like looked into her course and started, started going through that. And there's a lot of like value in that, how she takes a very like research uh, research first approach and in, in copywriting is very much I think all, all the best copywriters are kind of in that mindset of 
yeah, you know, a lot deeply of research. understand the the consumer, do the research, like speak in their voice, and then assemble that together. Mm. Uh, you know, don't just kind of like spin something up uh, that you think sounds good. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so those are the ones uh, I would recommend or that come to mind. I appreciate it. Yeah. Now you're currently working at Marketer Hire. What does the company do? What differentiates them from other companies? Yeah, so um, I think the main thing that differentiates us is it's marketers, like really good marketers that happen to freelance and not the other way around, right? Like not freelancers that are kind of like on the side, think that they're marketers (laughs) um, Mm. and, uh, you know, are just going through a kind of lower, what I would call like a lower tier platform, like an all-in-one kind of freelancer platform. I think the thing that sets us apart is that we are specific into marketing. Like we're like, we don't do anything else. Uh, We're just going to be a a network uh, and a platform for top marketing talent. And so why this works or or why, why is there like a market need for this when, Mm -hmm. you know, people can advertise themselves now and uh, everything is online uh, currently is, is a couple things. So, so you have uh, creators and marketers who, like to execute like that they like to do the work and they've either right. been uh they're either like you know climbing this like corporate ladder or startup ladder um and hitting the point where it's like okay well i can either go into like people management um or i can you know uh do kind of like this uh, like the overall like strategy work but not the execution like, or I can work for myself um, and I can go through a part, go through a yeah, partner like marketer hire and they'll kind of help me fill my pipeline, you know? So it's, it's one of those things where once we vet you and make sure that you know what you're doing and have gotten results for, for clients before, then, um, then you're in the network and we can, we can give you opportunities and you can, it's kind of like <laughs> Tinder and that's like, you can decide, you can decide, you can like swipe left or right on whether it's a good like opportunity for them. Like it has to be a good match for the client. It has to be a good match for right. the freelancer and, and neither of them, it's, it's very flexible. Neither of them are locked into anything. So that's why it's beneficial for both is on the front, on the freelancer side mm-hmm. or the marketer side, it's like really just helping them fill their pipeline, you know? Um, because they might be advertising themselves, they might ha- already have some referrals, but they they probably still want more work. Um, like a, a yeah. lot of marketers still like um, yeah yeah want to be doing more, you know. And so when I think about a freelance platform, I think of Upwork or Fiverr, right? Mm-hmm. But you're right; they're very like specific. Like let's just say copywriter, they're not like do everything that a marketer would do at a b2b company for example right social media yeah. promoting doing all that stuff right but they're they have to constantly be hunting for like new deals connects whatever they call it to get more and then bid and all that stuff but what you get what you're saying is marketer hire does the opposite they feed you where you yeah. don't have to go hunting yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so there's more value there. And then I think the other part is that we have a definition, you know, um, I think you can, you can say like, Hey, I'm a web developer, like on Fiverr, 
but who's checking that, you know, like yeah. uh, the client maybe is checking it like after they've gone through like five that didn't work, <laughs> you know? Right. And so, so I think that the, the difference is that we have a definition for like what we're looking for and what makes a good blank, you know, like what, mm-hmm. what makes a good content marketer, what makes a good Facebook ads marketer. Right. Um, we have like specific qualifications for those things and we have like betters. Yeah. Uh, so people that are people that are in, in that and understand like those uh, specialties to, you know, to help interview and like vet them. Um, And then we match them like with like companies. So if you have worked for a a D2C beauty brand, you Mm -hmm. know, we're going to try and match you with someone that's worked on a D2C like beauty brand, you know, or at least like D2C. And so, um, whereas you know, there's a lot of possibilities, like just because you're a marketer, um, doesn't mean you're a good fit for a company, even if you're an amazing marketer, uh, mm-hmm. but you've worked for like a, an enterprise company right. and you're trying to, to work for like a, a new startup, probably going to be a different, different need. <laughs> and so, Absolutely. so, so I think like we're kind of, uh, that, that in between that kind of makes it easier on, on both sides, sex, sex expectations and matches expectations. Um, yeah. And so I, I think it's that we're, we're verticalized into, into one thing of just doing mm-hmm. marketing, um, not trying to play in those other areas, but really trying to, to own marketing. Um, and yeah, and we, we just basically know how to, to vet and interview and find these people, um, and, and match them, um, better than. I than like that. Else. Cause that takes a lot of the burden off the marketer. Yeah. So that's awesome. Final question that I have for you, Camille, is do you have any advice or tips for entrepreneurs or marketing professionals that want to be better at copywriting? Yeah. uh, What did I, what was I thinking for this? (laughs) I did, I did have some stuff. Oh, I think, I think it goes back to what I said before, right? It it all starts with good communication. Um, So so I think if you want to be better at copywriting, then you start with just being a better communicator. So that could be at home, like that could be, you know, talking, uh, just how you talk to, to your family and to your significant other, mm-hmm. uh, how you talk to your coworkers on email, um, you know, how you, how you pitch something, you know, so that could be internal of like, I'm really excited about this idea. I, I think that, you know, we could um, double our revenue by next year. If we do this, um, you know, learning how to position, uh, ideas internally, um, and then externally, like this was one thing that helped again, like in, in the agency world of having to pitch to clients of I'm, you know, I'm really excited about this idea. Like I can see the vision and I need you to be on board, like with the vision. So, um, so I think, yeah, it starts with, I say this all the time, but it starts with communication Mm. and then you can, you can level up by, by adding um sort of personality to it right by like uh and i don't think it's like that cut and dry of like you know just like bare bones like and then add personality usually it's kind of like all mixed in at once but i think that kind of comes with time of i in general the the problem people make is trying to overcomplicate content right and so if you just simplify it of like what am I trying to say? Like, what is the point that I'm trying to get across? If you can start with that and just say, you know, this is what our product does. Like, this is what people actually care about that. You know, like here's like the actual like value that it adds to them. And if I can just bring that up to the top of like, this is what you need to know. And I'll, I'll plug, um, my, my friend's product, um, 
he he just started uh swipely and so it's basically like mm. a swipe file right yeah and um but i liked uh how he how he's positioning it right now of basically um organizing the the internet's best ideas I'm, I'm probably slaughtering that but um but i remembered it right because like of the positioning of like yeah. you know like swipely is this this way to to organize the internet essentially organize uh the best ideas from the internet so um so i think if you can figure out like what the value to the customer is uh from your product um and then from there also like make them feel that. And that's sort of like the personality, like emotional thing to it of like, okay, I'm communicating, you know, what, what we do and how it's helpful to you, but how do I, how do I show you instead? You know, how do I like make yeah. you feel it? Um, and I think that that's how you level up. And I think where people get confused, even me at times is when you sort of jump the gun and be like, I want to start getting like interesting and like clever and, um, <laughs> I want to overcomplicate it, you know, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, when you don't actually know what you're talking about. Um, so you have to start with, with uh, knowing what you're talking about, That's understanding real. your product <laughs> and your customer well enough. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate the advice and tips and thank you for your time, Camille. Uh, and any last words? Yeah, just um, if you have any questions, you know, look me up on LinkedIn. You can find me there. And if you have any more questions about about marketer hire, I will likely be the person responding to you. So you can also nice. um, <laughs> you can also uh, find us on LinkedIn uh, or check out our website too. Bye. All right, that's the end of our episode. Please, please, please leave us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the whole world to me. And lastly. Make it a great day.